0: You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Bears, 49ers, Fields, Lance, Quarterback Crossover Podcast. Lauren Cox here from Locked On Bears with Brian Peacock from Locked On 49ers. And I'm glad we were able to play nice. Maybe it's me that needed to play nice because, of course, when the Bears drafted Justin Fields, I, I saw the opportunity on Twitter and I took the opportunity to, you know, <laughs> compare and contrast Justin Fields coming into the NFL compared to Trey Lance coming in the NFL and the amount that the 49ers had to give up to get their quarterback compared to amount the Bears had to give up to get their quarterback and feeling like Chicago maybe came away with the better deal on draft day. But Brian, I sort of get the impression from 49ers fans that they don't care how much they had to give up. Everything's sort of all in on Trey Lance.
1: Yeah, that's and I've gotten to it a few fights about that because um, I do think the Bears got the better bargain for it. Uh, to be honest with you, whoever the best quarterback is, is the winner there. And most fans came to grips with it pretty quickly, and they may feel the pain in future drafts when there's no first-round pick, but it was like, look, they went and got their guy. I'm cool with it. And most fans are pretty darn excited to see someone with his physical gifts quarterback their favorite team I am too as we know with the NFL draft there's so many unknowns paying one fewer first round pick and and paying later first round pick from pick 20 to move up to get Justin Fields that, that was a lot better deal and, and I think the the front office for the Chicago Bears deserve some kudos for what they were able to pull off because I think coming into the draft uh, I don't think I'm overstepping by guessing that you Lauren and Bears fans were extremely excited by being able to get Even have the opportunity to trade their first plus an extra first to have an opportunity
0: to go up and get Justin Fields right, hundred percent. Like going into draft day, like on the podcast, like I'm saying, going through best case scenarios, I'm like, this probably isn't going to happen. But you know, best case scenario out of my wildest dreams, somehow the Bears land Justin Fields. But we're not going to spend time talking about that (laughs) that on the podcast. Like we literally didn't really talk about it. We threw it out the window as like, yeah. It would be great, but we're not going to get our yeah. hopes up for that. We'll settle for maybe Mac Jones at 20 or a guard or a cornerback or maybe a wide receiver. But it was, yeah, it was a whole nother level of excitement to all just sort of happen all at the same time, sort of kind of out of nowhere. Where It's like the 49ers move up was was also out of nowhere. I mean, it surprised everybody when it happened, sort of because it did happen so early. But I don't know, did that, did that ruin some of the excitement of like, you know at that point you know you're getting a quarterback at three right there's, there's not a lot of like mystery in that regard it was just sort of who the quarterback was going to be
1: yeah it was a bit of a head scratcher because of the amount paid and it was it was sort of like okay you you went to get up you had to go up to get one specific player because they what they said was yeah we like a guy but we kind of like a couple other guys and we like all three and we're comfortable with I was like, eh, you don't spend that much to go up because you're comfortable with three guys. You you go up because you know you can't get a quarterback at 12, and there's one specific player that you think is much better than everybody else. There's still argument both amongst fans, amongst media, well-plugged-in media, if it was the case that they were all along trading up just specifically for Trey Lance or not. But I think most 49ers fans, uh, look, go get your guy. And, and they're, they're not worried about what the 49ers paid until it turns out that maybe Trey Lance isn't a good quarterback. I don't think that's going to be the case, but I think what the 49ers did by moving up so early was just open up the the opportunity for fans to sort of pick and choose who their favorite guy is, and, and uh, I don't know if you saw this a lot on Bears Twitter, but 49ers Twitter was just every day a new Photoshop of a different rookie quarterback in a 49ers uniform, and people were picking sides and picking their favorites, and I think Justin Fields was probably the number one favorite. Then it was... Trey Lance, too, by a slim margin, and then a massive margin. It was just most people were anti-Mac Jones at number three for the 49ers. And uh, and so I think most fans were pretty happy that it wasn't Mac Jones and then it was Trey Lance. I think most fans would have been just as happy if it was Justin Fields or Trey Lance. And, and of course, once you see a guy in your uniform and once you realize who the player is that the team is, drafted, you love him, and I think most of the 49ers fan base is extremely, extremely excited about Trey Lance and are trying not to think about what the price was to go up and get him and and let that pain happen during the first round of the 2022 and 2023
0: drafts. Yeah, I think Bears fans know that feeling from trading multiple first round picks for Khalil Mack. It makes draft season a lot less fun, and you'll you'll have that to look forward to. But By the I, way, I, hold
1: on. What, what's that like hosting a podcast all February, March, and April when the team you're
0: covering doesn't have a first-round pick? So not only doing that back-to-back, but one of those drafts, they didn't have a second-round pick. So we were sitting until the third round when they traded up for David Montgomery. They, there was no day one or day two anything. So you're really getting to know the, you know, running back 10 and quarterback 17 and, you know, <laughs> wide receiver 15 in the draft. It's all like, well, we don't have any chance at these 50 players. So let's, let's get to know some of the, the other guys. And it, yeah, it takes away some of the juice for sure. It's like, well, who's who maybe might fall to this bears team. But real quick, I, I wanted to circle back to the, the 49ers messaging on Trey Lance, because this has been interesting for me that now that the picking has been made, right. There's, there's no reason to, lie at this point about anything that happened before the draft because i mean it's it's all out i mean it's over now there's nothing to hide anymore and yet we you know we still have i've heard john lynch say that what you said like we weren't we weren't certain yet because i think the the quote i had heard from him is that we hadn't even met trey lancey in person yet so we couldn't be a hundred percent certain before we'd even had our coaches meet with him but like it seems like you know i, I think back to the bears even when they drafted mitch trubisky and there was questions about Were they going to even take a quarterback there? Would it be Deshaun? Would it be Mitch? Would it be Patrick Mahomes or whatever? As soon as the Bears have made big quarterback picks, they get up there and say, this was our guy all along. We knew at the beginning of the college football season, we had our eyes on him. We've been watching him the whole way through, and we've been pretty sure for a long time that this was the player we were going to be targeting all along. And all that other smoke and stuff was just to try and disguise it. And yet, it feels like the 49ers are still kind of like, not just being fully like open like yeah we want to trade lance all along so but like of course they should have had the quarterback in mind so like what do you believe at this point
1: that one's really tough i common sense would tell you that there's like what john lynch said there's no possible way they could have been sold on anybody in january or february or even march because that was pre pro days and they haven't had a chance to meet these guys in person and Kyle Shanahan hadn't had a chance to meet these guys and see him throw in person. And maybe John Lynch would have been to a game or two for some players on scouting trips. And, and most of the scouting department will have probably seen some guys. Maybe they had somebody at the one game that Trey Lance played at North Dakota State in 2020. But Kyle Shanahan probably wasn't watching Trey Lance tape all offseason long coming off of a Super Bowl, right? So. They couldn't have possibly known in January when they started really talking about this and getting serious. And you hear them both talk about this time in January where uh, where Kyle Shanahan was on a trip in Cancun and still watching, like NFL coaches, by the way, come on. He's on vacation with his family in Cancun up till two in the morning watching tape of quarterbacks for the draft in <laughs> it's January. Insane. It's insane, man. but he sent some clips to John Lynch. He's like, check this guy out. And I think the scouting department loved Trey Lance, and, and Kyle Shanahan liked a lot about what he saw from Trey Lance as a player, but I really think that he liked um, Mac Jones quite a bit too, and And John Lynch talked about after the draft that Mac Jones' tape was darn near flawless at Alabama this year, and of course, Kyle Shanahan also coached in high school at QB Collective, which is a camp he and his father are both involved with, to a certain extent, uh, Justin Fields there, so that's why the whole time I thought it was Justin Fields, not only because he's such a high level athlete and and talent and the accuracy in the arm and he was on the radar for so long I and Kyle Shanahan actually he was the one player that Kyle Shanahan had met going into it so when they made the trade he hadn't met anybody else I thought it's got to be Justin Fields right that's the only human being he's met and you're not going to trade all of this to not be certain and to not have met any of these guys yet but it it sounds like and it's kind of insane and this is why I have been somewhat critical of the process and I think it's clear now that they might have overestimated how early the quarterbacks were going to go in this draft. And and I think most 49ers fans push back a little bit with me on that. And I've had some arguments. It's like, you got to go get your guy. And you can't know how it would have turned out if you didn't trade up for him. Two extra first rounders plus your first rounder this year. Three total firsts, however you want to say it. I get that a lot, too. You'll get mad about how you say it. It's not three firsts. It's two firsts. I, I, I don't know if you've gotten that, too, where you say it's two first rounders that they traded. And they say, no, it's one first rounder. But All of the the semantics aside, to trade up that much, to go up and not know who you're going to pick yet, kind of blows my mind. It's hard for me to wrap my head around it, but Kyle Shanahan, and you know how coaches are versus personnel people sometimes. I'm I'm, I'm willing to bet that the personnel department was probably not fully on board with that move, but it was Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch getting together and going through the draft and thinking, oh man, and, and maybe... Overestimating the quarterback market and thinking we've got to go up because we're not going to get anybody at 12 anyway. So let's make sure we get the guy we like the most at three and go up and make that move. And they were comfortable with it. And um, it's pretty amazing. And they got a super talented player because that's the other thing is when I grade this, I loved Trey Lance for the 49ers at 12 all along. It was like, dude, if he's there at 12, you cannot pass up on him. Trading up to number three with two extra first round picks is a different deal. So you got to grade the whole move on a curve, it makes me a little, it makes me like the move a a lot less than if they would have just drafted him at 12, but I love Trey Lance as a prospect, and uh, if it was Trey Lance or it was Justin Fields, I would, I understand it completely, high-level players, and I'm so excited to watch both these guys play. More with Lauren Cox coming up, talking about the Bears and 49ers, not so much about the week eight matchup, we'll save that for our crossover midseason. but when we might see these young, up-and-coming superstar rookie quarterbacks play in 2021. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. I know personally Credit Karma has done a huge amount to help tracking my credit score, really helped me build that up, helped me when I was purchasing a home. I'm seeing that continue to skyrocket, and I love checking Credit Karma to see how high my credit score has gotten, but now they can help you even more. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily Instant Karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Right now, visit Credit Karma slash Win Money to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. That's CreditKarma.com. Slash win money instant karma is sponsored by credit karma. No purchase necessary, exclusions and terms apply. See rules, banking services provided by MVB Bank Inc. member FDIC, maximum balance and transfer limits apply. I think Bears
0: fans heading into this draft were a lot, they were much more comfortable with the idea of Justin Fields as opposed to the idea of Trey Lance. Only, I think, more so because. I think it's it's a mistrust of management and, to some extent, the coaching staff as well, but on also a track record of being burned on quarterbacks where, you know, Trey Lance is the the high ceiling, the high flying, you know, he's the elite athlete with the cannon arm who can throw anywhere on the field and maybe there's some accuracy work in progress there and 49 fans, for good reason, have good faith in Kyle Shanahan to be, if any coach is going to make this work, it's going to be him and it's going to be that structure and makes all the sense of the world for 49ers but like for the Bears there was this fear it's like yeah I'll trade up for Justin Fields because I feel like there's maybe a slightly higher floor even if it's not quite as elite of a high ceiling just because I I feel like I could get something there whereas I don't trust this organization to take another swing on on another slightly more developmental quarterback and I don't know that I trust you know this regime 100% to be there's you know there's still some questions about whether they could pull this off so it's like Bears fans were not willing to give up multiple first round picks to go get Trey Lance, but it was much more of a comfortable feeling to go do it for Justin Fields, certainly a lot lower than three. I absolutely can see that. The one year starter thing. I'm sure
1: uh, Bears fans did not want to go down that road again after seeing what happened with Mitch Trubisky, and I can totally see that. And I think job security is another one for the 49ers. I think there was a little bit of extra hubris for a GM and a head coach that have, you know, long term contracts and are you know just a they were at the time of the trade we were 14 months away from or 13 months away from competing in a Super Bowl and i think job security is part of it and a little bit of extra guts to go make a move like that that i don't think the bears had the opportunity and the time to let somebody develop so i think having that extra year seeing all the trades seeing the accuracy knowing that You could probably put him on the field early in his career, and just the athleticism and accuracy and the high level of competition that he's faced so far in his career, you can picture someone like Justin Fields playing well early in his NFL career, much more so than maybe Trey Lance, who Jed York, the CEO, owner of the 49ers on local radio, saying that that he was comfortable with maybe it taking two years for Trey Lance to get on the field for the 49ers and I I'm, I'm not really buying that because we know how long 12 months is in the NFL that is an eternity. I cannot see a scenario where Trey Lance isn't suiting up for the 49ers until 2023 in September. That would be insane because that would mean he's played one game since December of 2019. Like that's I don't think that's good for uh, any players and I know back in the day Quarterbacks used to sit for three years, and I think Trey Lance will probably sit for at least half of a season, but sitting an entire season after he just sat a season and sitting one more after that, that seems seems a little dubious for a player who's only, like the only nick on his resume is playing time. So I feel like that's what you got to try to get him at some point, and that should start at some point in his
0: rookie season. Yeah, that's that's the debate I think we've been having in Chicago It's like, I mean, it's, of course, it's the million dollar question is is how long do you sit a young quarterback and what what traits of young quarterbacks need to be sat for and what do they need more experience for? And this was the debate with Mitch Trubisky four years ago where the you know, same kind of thing One, I mean, not exactly the same kind of thing, but one year starter at North Carolina. And it was like, well, because he's only a one year starter, he's still kind of inexperienced. You know, you don't want him to you don't want to put him out there too early and have him form bad habits because maybe he's still a little bit more malleable as a quarterback because he does not that four year starter that's ingrained in his throwing motion and his reads and how he operates as a quarterback. So it, it, on one hand, you do want to, like, take it slow with him because he's inexperienced. But on the other hand, they need experience. And I think that's where Bears fans are getting a little bit frustrated with Justin Fields is it's like it does feel like. He, he has enough experience at Ohio State. I mean, two years as a starter. It's not the full four-year experience. Yeah, two but years
1: as a D1 starter is like four years, what what four years used to be for uh, quarterbacks in the NFL draft. It's crazy how few quarterbacks come out with a ton of experience. Even Joe Burrow is a fifth-year senior. He's yeah. older than Sam Darnold, right? But he still only started for that one-plus season. So it's crazy how how rare it is now to see a, a player have a ton of starts under his belt. So, but like, so then like with
0: Trey Lance... As, as not only the number three overall pick, but a player that you traded up two first-round picks to go get, is there not extra pressure to play him early to to get that return on your investment sooner? Or is there is there just so much job security and trust and faith in this team that was just a couple of years ago removed from the Super Bowl that they, they can wait because of Jimmy G and everything else?
1: It's such a unique situation with the 49ers because you can't compare any of it to any situation I can think of with a rookie quarterback because one, just Trey Lance as a prospect is a unicorn. We've never seen an FCS quarterback that started for only one season get drafted in the first round ever. And that season was two years ago. Like that's never happened, but it's rare to see a guy with the complete package that he has on and off the field, the football character, the arm strength, the size, the clean release. Like he checks every box from a prospect when you watch him play, except for maybe you would like to see him be a little bit more accurate How much can he fix some of those things? How much better is he right now versus what he what we would have seen if he would have played because there's been a whole season of him working out and he's probably a better prospect than we saw in 2019 on tape. So he might already be a lot closer than we think as someone who was a one year starter because he had that extra year to work and he wasn't just sitting on the couch. He was working really hard and diving into even professional playbooks and NFL playbooks. So um Uh, He checks so many boxes as a prospect, but there's so many unknowns as well. Just the wild possibilities of outcomes for a prospect like Trey Lance is insane. It's something we've never really seen. And we really don't ever see a team drafting that high at number three overall that's got a quarterback who just took them to a Super Bowl, who's got a roster that's capable of going back to the Super Bowl without that rookie quarterback. So there's so many different ways to look at this for the 49ers versus any other quarterback I can remember high in the draft. And I think that's a big part of it with the 49ers is they don't need to put them on the field because they, they know they can go out and win games early in the season with the current group and the current quarterback they have. So there's no rush to get the young guy on the field. Now, the question is his development and when will he be the, you know, if there's no pull factor, what's the push factor? You know, once he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo in practice and everyone's looking around like, yeah, I think this other kid's better now. At that point, Kyle Shanahan said he wouldn't hesitate to put him in. Would he do that in the middle of... A quarterback's rookie season when the 49ers are in the middle of a playoff push, that'll be fascinating. And I can't wait to see how this all turns out because it's really such a unique situation that we've never seen
0: before. Do 49ers fans have a certain expectation of like what may like what will probably happen? Like for Bears fans with Justin Fields, it's like they are going to try and start Andy Dalton week one. Like they're they're pretty committed to making that happen but no one in Chicago thinks Andy Dalton is going to be <laughs> so good for 17 games that he's going to keep Justin Fields on the bench all season and that they're really going to be able to follow through with their plan to try and keep Justin Fields on the bench it's just very seems very unlikely but for the 49ers like i mean plenty of 49ers fans had complaints about Jimmy Garoppolo but he's clearly some some notch better than Andy Dalton he wasn't really facing an imminent benching but he never had Trey Lance on the bench behind him either so or is it an injury thing? Or are you confident he can even stay healthy for that long? Or, or what is what is sort of the fan expectation right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is probably injury-related. Most fans expect that if Trey Lance gets on the field in the first half of the season, it will probably be because of injury or ineffectiveness. And I think the ineffectiveness part is not likely because the 49ers are too good and, and they've won too many games with Jimmy Garoppolo, a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. So uh, I think that most fans expect at some point during because it's just it's so rare for someone to especially to have moved up for a quarterback for a quarterback draft that high to not play at all. And and I expect him to play. The question is when and I really, really, really want to see Trey Lance versus Justin Fields in week eight, but I don't think the 49ers are going to be playing bad enough for that switch to have happened unless there's a Jimmy Garoppolo injury. So I think it'll probably take a Jimmy G injury for us to see that. But I do expect in some fashion, I don't know if it's garbage time, some blowout wins or losses where Trey Lance is in there in the fourth quarter getting some snaps. If they let him start some games at the end of the season, let's say the 49ers clinch the West and he gets to play the last week against the Rams or something like that. And they rest some other starters um, or for sure if they're eliminated from the playoffs. There's almost no way that I can see that he doesn't play at some point in his rookie season. I know there's the idea of just using his athleticism, getting him on the field uh, in sort of a Taysom Hill sort of a role. And I don't love that, but I, I don't think it's the worst thing necessarily either just to trot him out there and let him see the speed of the game. Because I don't want him getting his first snaps in a real regular season game in 2022 if I'm the 49ers. So I expect him to play a little bit. How much... I have no idea, and a lot of that depends on Jimmy Garoppolo playing well and staying healthy this season, but the, the, the thing that I think is very different for the 49ers, and correct me if I'm wrong here, with the Bears is Jimmy Garoppolo knows the offense. I think it will help, at least initially for Trey Lance to sit behind somebody who knows the offense and watch that player work. And there's players who already know and respect and have a rapport and have a rhythm with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not the case with Andy Dalton and the Chicago bears, right? Like, there's there's no connection to Bears fans there's not a there's a ton of number 10 Jimmy Garoppolo jerseys in the fans at Levi's Stadium there's not going to be that for Bears fans wearing Andy Dalton jerseys uh, Andy Dalton's experience in the offense or anything like that so everything to me points to yeah of course on paper you make the rookie earn it and you put the veteran in there but uh, if I was putting money and I don't know if there's a, a line for it in Vegas yet but I would put all I would bet my mortgage that
0: Justin Fields is starting by week three betonline.ag had a line for whether or not justin fields starts by week one i'm not sure if the line is still up but that was odds and still favoring no I and mean, they are still favoring the odds saying andy dalton is likely to start week one by week three yeah that's that's when they made the change last year between trubisky and Foles. so hard to know how long leach is going to be there but i feel <laughs> like matt nagy he, he's trying really hard to support andy dalton publicly yeah. as much as he can he's never he hasn't said a bad word about him but he did, I think, last week or so at start of OTAs, he kind of said Andy Dalton is kind of like a rookie two. And for me, that was like pulling the rug <laughs> out from him right away. It's like, and, He's like, he's kind of like a rookie 2 learning this offense. And I'm like, oh, no. Like,
1: and I think it was on the Rich Eisen show where Nagy was asked about the social media post of QB1 when when the Bears signed Andy Dalton. And when I heard that interview, I thought, oh, th- there's, there's almost zero chance that Justin Fields doesn't start week one because he was like, oh, yeah, that was pretty dumb that, that – that that happened, and you know that's that's not us doing it. I'm paraphrasing; I don't remember how he yeah. said it, but to me, it came off like, "Oh yeah, everybody in the world knows Andy Dalton's not QB one. Are you are you crazy?" So that's kind of the vibe I thought when I heard that. I was like, "Okay, Justin Fields, if he looks like anywhere near as expected, I, put him out there, right?" Because how, and that's kind of the question I have for you in this thing. Is, and I want to talk a little bit about week eight. And of course, we're going to do a crossover podcast here with Lauren and myself and the locked on Bears, locked on 49ers before the week eight matchup with the 49ers and the Bears. So we don't need to really preview that. I do have some fantasy questions for you if we have time. And actually, hold on. So the, this is a good spot. I've got some more questions for you, fantasy related. Justin Fields versus Andy Dalton. Who will be on the field in week eight? More locked on Bears, 49ers crossover with Lauren Cox coming up. Got a new diet, trying to get back into shape and something that always fits into any diet I'm trying to do can give me energy throughout the day, can be a little snack, can be a meal replacement if I need it to be high in protein, low in sugar. That's the key. It's what you're looking for in a healthy snack and you can find them at BuiltBar.com. High protein, low sugar, low calorie snack you can feel good about and taste fantastic. No skimping on flavor when it comes to Built Bar's They're the best tasting protein bar on the market, but they are healthy too, which is exactly what I have a feeling you're looking for. And if you're not sure exactly which flavor to try, or you haven't tried them all and you just want more flavors, build yourself a box of Built Bars, or maybe find one of their limited edition flavors that can pop up at any time. Many bars have only 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Even good for a keto diet. And best of all, you can save 15% using promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Just go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Just going back to Dalton and Justin Fields, what does Fields have to show, and not even bringing Andy Dalton into it, just with what the the quarterback play has been for the Bears the last few years, at what level would Justin Fields have to be to be better than the quarterback play that the Bears have gotten recently? And wouldn't you expect that a week one Justin Fields, just with his pure arm talent and that accuracy, if like, you just give him three seconds to throw the ball and find a wide receiver, get him out on the move a little bit and make some plays, wouldn't you expect him to to have a higher level of quarterback play than what we've seen with Mitch Trubisky and the bears for the last couple of years?
0: A hundred percent. And I think it comes down to sort of two, there's like two goals here that can rub on each other a little bit. There's maximizing the development of Justin Fields and there's winning as many games as possible in 2021. And I think by week one, Andy Dalton will not be the bears best starting quarterback, right? I mean, I think already by September whenever the date is on that first Sunday <laughs> Justin Fields will be the superior of the two quarterbacks but it's a question of you know can you could you afford to keep Dalton out there for a little while just to give Fields a little more time to to really learn the offense to really get on the same pages as his receivers and really kind of you know be as cerebral as possible in this system to have as much learning as he can just to accelerate things or, or just smooth things and, and ramp up a little bit more gradually and not have to ask him to do the world. Like, I'm not overly concerned about him coming in and having these bad habits, but I can see where the bears might say, even if Andy Dalton is not as good as Justin Fields is right now, just give fields as much time as he possibly, as you possibly can afford to give him. And obviously you don't want to fall four games under 500 in the first six weeks or whatever, but You know, Dalton might be able to beat, you know, they play Cincinnati fairly early in the season and a a couple of other, uh, um, I think Detroit is in there as well. You know, teams that you can probably win with subpar quarterback plays, at least on paper, as we look at them right now in May. And so maybe you survive a little bit with Dalton and then put in field's just to give him a little bit of a run-up to see some live tape of this offense this season that he can break down and kind of learn the how, the week-to-week preparation. Watch how Andy Dalton prepares himself as a starting quarterback. He's been through it before, not in this offense, but just, you know, how you carry yourself and how you do those things at the NFL speed. And then, you know, four, five, six, seven weeks into the season, maybe by week eight, you get Justin Fields back out there. But the thing Matt Nagy keeps saying is we are going to do what's best for the Chicago bears. And, you know, we're going to you know start whatever quarterback is best for the Chicago Bears. And it's all about what's going to be best for the team. But it's a question of, is it best for the team to actually sit Justin Fields and develop him a little bit more? Or is it best for the team to play Justin Fields as soon as he's the better quarterback? Because are the Bears going to go to the Super Bowl in 2021 with Fields? Probably not. You know, they're probably still a year or two away from that. So is there a huge pressure to win as many games as you can this season? Or are you better off? taking it as slow and just being a little cautious, knowing that you might sacrifice some games with Dalton.
1: That's interesting. And and there's a couple of notes there. So first of all, what is it? The Rams are week one for the Bears, right? Yeah, Sunday night football. Okay, so prime time, Sunday night football. I think that's a perfect opportunity to give Andy Dalton enough rope to hang himself kind of, and you don't want to put a rookie out there trying to throw passes against one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL and have Aaron Donald rushing you from inside and making things very difficult on you. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, week two, Cincinnati Bengals, let's go, let's put him in there. So now that I look at the schedule, I think it's smart to have a veteran role out there in week one. And maybe you go three weeks because the Browns I think are a formidable opponent too, and then start maybe Justin Fields in week four for the first time. But by week 4 and maybe by week two, you got to have Justin Fields in there, in my opinion. And and you mentioned maybe they're not a Super Bowl contender, but if you think that the base level of quarterback play from Justin Fields will be better than what they had before, they were a playoff team, right? So I mean, yeah. the, the sky's the limit. Why why put a cap on that? It's it's years of experience is is why you put a
0: cap on that. It's I'm, history yeah. tells me to put a cap on that because
1: I haven't yeah. watched as much Bears quarterback play as you have too. So I think there's probably some PTSD there. Quite a bit.
0: Uh, I mean, the Bears went twelve and four in twenty eighteen with Mitch Trubisky, and you know they thought they were going to be a potential Super Bowl contending team then. And yeah, I mean, it's it's there, there's a lot of trauma hidden behind that perhaps cynicism or or self uh, self limiting. All right, Lauren. Well,
1: I've got you here really quick. I just want to get your thoughts, Kevin White. I don't know if he didn't make an appearance for the Forty ers last year. He played in three games. He didn't get targeted. He I think he barely saw the field a little bit. But I saw some clips of him in practice and training camp right when he showed up. He was a late addition to the 49ers roster in camp. He's still big and pretty explosive. And I was like, oh, maybe there's something there with Kevin White. Like, What's the deal with Kevin White? All the injuries the 49ers had last year. I have no hopes anymore, but he is still on the roster. They didn't cut him loose.
0: What is the deal with Kevin White? It's amazing to me that it's been six years of that exact same conversation. It's like he came on the field, didn't really do anything, but we saw him in practice and he looks big and strong and fast (laughs) like that was every year in Chicago. It was briefly that way in Arizona. And now it's like I wish nothing but the best for the kid. He seems like a good person and he's had some really, really hard injury luck. And so I I don't mean to like, you know, trash him by any means, but it's like fool me once, shame on me, fool me six times. Why are we still giving him contracts? Like he's, yes, he he was a great athlete at West Virginia. They didn't ask him to run a very wide route tree. And I think coming to the NFL, trying to learn an uh, offense and trying to be a, like a more well-rounded number one type receiver with those kind of expectations as what the seventh overall pick in that 2015 draft, add in the injuries on top of that, where he can't even get on the field to practice all the things you're asking him to do. Plus, I think he did have a little bit of trouble picking it up. It's just, it just seemed like it was a little bit too much for him. And the hope was that if he could just string together healthy seasons, so he could practice with the same team for a while and be a part of that ecosystem for a full season, that maybe he could be, you know, a number four, number five type guy. But if obviously needs to do some special teams as well, and it just, it's never quite clicked for him. And I think you're right to not expect too much there, even though he may still have some of that speed, even with all the injuries removed. He's still built like that alpha type receiver. It's just, you can't ask him to do all that much at this stage in his career. And it's hard to really have any kind of expectations.
1: Benny Fowler. He's been around the league a little bit recently signed by the 49ers. I don't know if he's got a really good shot of making the roster. If they just wanted to make sure they had another veteran presence there on the roster, they signed marquise lee and then cut him less than a week with an injury waiver unfortunately he can't get his career on track because of injuries but what's the scouting report on benny fowler if you even remember what he looked like in a bears uniform
0: yeah so he was on the bears for about four months in 2018 signed him in april released him in september my quick math tells me that's five months so i'll give or take always going to be special teams guy right i mean that's that's kind of what you bring him in for he's at most a, a number five who can catch it when he's wide open, but he's not going to, you know, he's not going to be an integral part of your offense. But if he, if, if you have some of those opportunities on special teams, he can be on the kickoff teams. He can be on some of the punt teams. There's, there's some potential there, but uh, yes, his his time in Chicago was extremely short-lived and uh, expectations weren't particularly high either. My last question for you
1: is fantasy football related, whether it's Andy Dalton or, Justin Fields and especially Fields in the second half of the year, assuming he is the starter there and some big plays that could happen there on offense. uh, Does that make even the running backs, but especially the receivers Darnell Mooney who can get deep. And I would think that would be a fantastic connection with the, the, with the deep arm capabilities of Justin Fields, but especially Allen Robinson, does this
0: make them a little bit more valuable in fantasy football drafts? I think so. I I think, Again, it, it's all predicated on when Justin Fields gets out there. So if it's that, that's the risk, right? If you play in season-long fantasy and you're going to try and you know dra- draft Darnell Mooney and expect this great production, and Fields doesn't get out there till their week ten bye week, then you might not get some of that same Justin Fields boost. But I see this Bears offense as trying to take that next step on sort of the Andy Reid trajectory. You know, when when he gets Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, all of a sudden it becomes so much more of a vertical offense. And so you see the Bears. I mean, Darnell Mooney's already a vertical receiver. Allen Robinson can win anywhere on the field, but they signed former 49er Marquise Goodwin, vertical speed threat. They signed Demir Bird from the New England Patriots, who might not make the 53-man roster, but he's in more of that, again, vertical outside threat type players. And you know, they have Jimmy Graham. They want to get Tariq Cohen more involved in some of the more vertical passing game. Like, they want to go. They're tired of Mitch Trubisky throwing the check down, you know, mm-hmm. just the quick out on the curl read. You know what I mean? It's just, they want to go. A little bit bigger. And and I don't know that Andy Dalton is going to be quite ready for that right away. But Justin Fields, I think as he gets going in this offense, is going to be able to open things up more. He was so accurate in that area. It's just can the offensive line hold up long enough or can Fields extend plays long enough with his legs the way he did in Ohio State without holding onto the ball too long, but still letting the play develop and try and find things open downfield. Definitely by next year, you're going to see that. And then it's a question of how much run up Justin Fields gets to try and evolve this offense in that way because that's a lot to put on a rookie quarterback even someone as talented as fields
1: i'm excited to see justin fields i can't wait and i don't want the season the 49ers season to go in the tank or anything but i really do hope it's trey lance versus justin fields in week eight i mean that would be so much fun oh the rookie
0: quarterback matchup we're gonna be i think we're gonna be comparing these two guys through their careers for a long time oh, now, i forever. think more so because you know a lot of 49ers fans may have wanted fields and they they had the yeah. opportunity to get him in past but i think these two in particular for some reason it doesn't feel like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are going to be in that same conversation because they were they were sort of consensus, or we kind of knew that was yeah, all going to happen. I think
1: there will be some Bears fans that are salty that maybe they didn't look harder at the other quarterbacks if it turns out that Fields or Lance are better than uh, than Zach Wilson. But for 49ers fans, for sure, and for the 49ers with, with the whole process and how it played out for a month and the whole uh, the just the whole circus and the whole saga of everything that happened, the 49ers need to not only get it right and have a good player in Trey Lance, but in a lot of ways, he kind of has to be better than both fields and Mac Jones, or those questions are always going to be there.
0: That's that's what happens when you trade up so much to get him. It's like, you got to have that conviction. You got to go get your guy, but it, it brings those higher expectations. And part of that was with Mitch, even though it was just a one spot trade, they gave up a third round pick to move up one spot. It was like, well, not only did you take him above Watson and Mahomes but you traded up yeah. for him too and that's the same thing with Lance if Fields or Mac Jones ends up being better it's not only did you take the guy that you shouldn't have taken but you traded up for him too
1: It's it's so fun that's why I love the NFL draft and you learn something new every year when it comes to the draft and there's so much unknowns when it comes to human beings and 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 how they fit with teams and and all the moving pieces and parts and coaches and and the, the talent around these quarterbacks, uh, it's it's just so fascinating. It's so much fun, and I think the Bears and the 49ers are two of the most fun teams in 2021 because of that.
0: Yeah, I, I appreciate you helping us clear up some of the mystery or confusion about Trey Lance. Like you said, I think it, it is interesting to see how both of these two teams' pa- paths are going to go, and I uh, appreciate you helping us see the, see the future here for the 49ers.
1: I don't think we cleared anything up. I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs>
0: We we pulled out sort of like a map of like here's yeah. here's where a couple of things might go.
1: We have a road map. Uh, it's one of those things where you have the Google Maps pulled up and you hope you 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 uh you still have cell service in the middle of nowhere as you're trying to navigate this thing.
0: <laughs> we, we put a destination in. We're just not sure how we're going to get there. <laughs>
1: exactly. I hope the pin is dropped in the right place for uh, these two franchises for sure. Lauren is super fun talking to you, and I look forward to doing it again before week eight.